0: October 22nd, 72 days after the nascence. We've got no water, we're already running low on food, and our O2 farm has been inoperable. A life vessel named Daring was supposed to be a preservation vessel that would pick a spot on the ocean floor and settle down with the remnants of humanity. This vessel, however, has done nothing but doom us. Stranding over 14% of the remaining human population on fucking towering stalactites, hanging over the maw of an enormous hole. Outside the ship is two things. A wall of blue that obfuscates almost everything. And a whole lot of dead creatures. Some of us have tempted the idea of leaving the vessel to harvest these rotting corpses, despite there being no proper airlock to exit from. Hell, half the vessel is collapsed anyways, pinned on either side by these mountains. I am Roderick. This is more than likely going to be my last will and testament. I cannot lie. The moment the nascence began, I did hold a glimmer of hope. I saw within its caressing grasp, some form of faith. I saw the future of humanity. We as humans are fascinated by questions pertaining to nature. Mostly those that question its purpose. What is the nature of humanity? Why were we born? These were questions asked by my father, the one who started the nascent. I assisted him in the construction of the surrogate, affixed it to the correct frequency. He was the one who flipped the switch, however. I was curious about these things, too. I had my own questions about the nature of existence. Like, What happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? This question in particular is one that confounds people. Some say they would deflect, ricocheting apart. Other people suggest that nothing would happen. I have become enamored with the third answer. Mutual annihilation. I've always been fascinated by extinction. Life springing and falling. Now, ask yourself this. What happens when the nature that cradled us meets the nature that created us? What if we humans weren't natural to this world? What if we invaded As terrifying as those implications may be there is evidence to support it we've fought mother earth on countless occasions being battered and bashed around like specks of dust storms tsunamis volcanoes these we called natural disasters because they harmed us when we couldn't fight back We fled. Our adaptation was admirable, but we destroyed much of the Earth. Something between us and this world did not synchronize. A certain connection wasn't made, and its absence is obvious now. I fear that I am correct about the nascence and its connection to us. When it invaded, Its presence was universally felt. The way it moved through us. Ignoring any land that stood in its path. The way that it's called us. The way that it's shaped us. The result of that required these life vessels to be used. Gargantuan submarines. Constructed hastily by thousands upon thousands of hands. The final members of humanity put their all into making these safe havens. They are tremendously engineered, I will say that, operating similar to a beetle, hard exterior with tiny spindly legs at the bottom. The design was actually for a large-scale environmental protection project. Reworked so it could instead preserve humanity under the ocean for decades. Millennia if we maintain it. Unfortunately, that maintenance plan was thrown for one hell of a loop. We saw a lot of movement in the first few months. Erratic and downright terrifying performances set forth by the sea life. We were once battered by a massive onslaught of tuna fish who repeatedly rammed into our shell. I've seen whales duck themselves into us at full speed, and every night I wonder if they did it to hurt us or themselves. The sea life has been dying one by one. Now it's quiet. The vessel is stuck after an unbelievable force lifted us and dropped us between these mountains. We hang limp like an insect in chopsticks, waiting to die. Sonar pings suggest that there is no landmass for miles. Making swimming a non-option. Not that you'd want to leave. Nobody quite knows what it is. But there is something still out there. We see the clouds of sand. It kicks up with its movement. We've noticed a pattern. It's prowling. Observing. If we leave. It might reveal to this creature that there are weaker prey within the metal mass. This coincides with other movements we've noticed the sound of metal scraping against our hull. I've personally witnessed several threads curiously prod the glass from my window. Whatever is out there has a burning curiosity the likes of which I haven't seen in any other animal. It's persistent. Whatever it or they are is beginning to feed that curiosity more and more. They are becoming rather bold, having no shame in slamming directly into the shell, causing a cacophonous echo that rattles your bones and shakes your teeth. Each day, We swear we see more, and it's horrifying to witness. October 24th. Something is coming. In fact, it's here, and it's waiting for something else. The Wall of Blue now acts as a veil, shielding from view an even larger wall. We have no idea what it is, but it swallows the entirety of the ocean depth, and it's moving closer. We spotted it yesterday. Seemed rather far off, but it was definitely too dense to be a cloud kicked up from our friend. The things outside the vessel have become infinitely fearless. Now... They slam and hit and wham into the hall, over and over. They scrape themselves near glass windows, but never close enough to see. They are taunting us, or keeping us awake. At this point, I won't question these creatures' intelligence. They've proven smarter than we thought. They slam in rhythms. That rhythm is stuck in our heads. We've made songs to keep ourselves from being scared during these assaults. When the slamming starts, we all stop and kneel. Some have already acquired the habit of bouncing their heads to it. Myself included. It causes a strange trance makes you forget about all of this. When I noticed that, I tried to stop, but I just couldn't. It's comforting. The largest creature is becoming bolder as well. We can still see it moving every now and then. It has no fear in revealing bits and pieces of itself now. October 25th. The wall is here. It's just outside. It came here overnight. We heard it stop. The skidding noise it made will forever stick out in my mind until the moment I die. That horrid, vile sound of metal against metal Full minutes, we could hear creaking and clanking. Now the wall caresses us, flowing a thick red fog under our vessel and around the mountains. It's trying to swallow us, but we did learn one thing about it. So long as it can be observed, it refuses to move. An observation made by the man who stayed up as long as he could to watch it while we all slept. Now we take turns. Food is scarce. I haven't eaten today. And I fear I won't tomorrow. People are disappearing off the ship. And some have considered throwing themselves to the crimson fog outside. Claiming they have been spoken to by it. Some are claiming that they saw yet another wall coming from the other side of the ocean. We can hear the creatures that swim now. They have no need to be silent. This is their territory, not ours. Now, tremors and quakes haunt our days, popping up every few hours. We can even hear the rocks collapsing and crushing below us. The creatures. Good God, the creatures. What has it done? Carelessly, they flaunt themselves just outside our windows, mocking us with their tormenting visage. I believe these to be my final words. Hopefully, this data gets somewhere and can be seen. I helped create this. And I haven't the faintest idea of how to kill it. The fog undulates. I can see gross and disgusting bits of flesh pulsing. Individual strands expanding. While others shrink. No rhyme or reason to it. I never considered that this could be a weapon against humanity. We already feared the sea, and now we are unwelcome in it. P.S. There's another wall.
1: i It was destiny I was gonna conquer the sky And plummet to the ground and be Anchored by its side But when every time I found myself upon a new